Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? In this episode, I am going to be talking about my experiences with the Big Sur, uh, the macOS Big Sur Beta 2 release and Xcode 12 Beta 2 release. I've been using those and playing around with them, so I'm going to share some thoughts on that. So let's go ahead and get started. First of all, it's worth noting, you know, the public betas we hope are going to be yielding a, a lot of fixes and a lot of reports from everybody, and it won't just be people using it. So a reminder to anyone using the betas that the idea is you provide feedback to Apple. And by doing that, not only do you make it better for you, but you make it better for everybody else. And hopefully at the end of the year, in the fall, we'll get, you know, better releases. So they're not just a preview for you to play around with. I feel like when you sign up for beta programs, there's kind of a responsibility to say, okay, you know what? I've been given this kind of somewhat exclusive invite to try out the software from any vendor before it comes out. And in return, they, you know, hope that I'm going to provide them feedback and I should do that, right? You know, there's no point in you being on a beta program and then not providing feedback. And when the software comes out later in the year, you say, oh, this is just junk. You know, you had every opportunity to try and, you know, guide the path of development as it was being built. So anyway, I just wanted to put that in there. So yeah, I have Big Sur Beta 2 and Xcode 12 Beta 2. And what I've done, I had a Parallels VM that I had working and uh, an external drive that I had them installed on as well. But the external drive was a spin-up. And so obviously it wasn't as fast as, you know, an SSD would be. So what I actually did was I took the time to, uh, you know, in the investment to get a one terabyte SSD, an external one that runs over the Thunderbolt port. And I've set up and installed uh, Big Sur Beta 2 and Xcode 12 Beta 2 on there. And, you know, on my MacBook Pro 16-inch, I now just hold down the Option key. And that gives me the opportunity to either boot from the internal drive, which is, you know, 10, 15.6, I believe. There's been a, a patch release, uh, you know, so that's got that in there. Or I can boot from this external SSD and try out the beta software that way. And when I do that, you know, because this external drive is on Thunderbolt and it's an SSD, I'll be honest, the performance is it's slightly noticeable by comparison to an internal drive. You'd expect that, but it is totally workable. I mean, you could work with this thing on a daily basis and it probably wouldn't bother most people. So I recommend, you know, looking at it, trying it that way. For me, it's worked out great. I, like I say, I can boot between the two. So what about, you know, Big Sur? Um, let's talk about that for a second. I find that the, the UI changes, you know, it's one thing to see them in the pictures. It's another to use it in practice. And I say that because when I saw it in the pictures and, you know, WWDC and everything else, you know, they kept saying about how it's just so different and a revolutionary makeover for Mac. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really look it. But once you start using it, you realize it actually is. And it's actually, something that I like a lot. And I think that, you know, it's something I can get used to. I like the idea of some of the controls being pushed up in sort of the title bar of the window for any application. It does take some getting used to, you know, 
there are certain things that sort of remain hidden in a way until you sort of mouse over them. And it's not too annoying, but it does take a little getting used to. But, you know, these are things that I expect they'll refine through the process of the various betas between now and probably the fall of 2020 with the release, right? So, you know, that's good. The system preferences is somewhat noticeably different, um, but in a good way. There's a lot more preferences in there for you to set and, and to work with. And some of them have sort of, you know, been restructured and takes a little getting used to to find them. But like everything, once you get used to it, it's not a problem. You know, unfortunately, that horrible battery icon, that green battery icon is still there. So let's hope that goes away between now and the final release. And I want to talk about the icons a little bit for a second. I'll be honest, I feel like they're, I feel like it's a step backwards. I really do. It's it's like a horrible mix in between, you know, the current flat style that everybody sees and the old, you know, skeuomorphic style. And it's kind of like this weird, like, sort of mix in the middle somewhere. And for me, it's some of the icons, it works well. For other ones, it just looks like it's the embossed filter from Photoshop back in the 90s. And I think it's... You know, it's kind of funny in a way, and you would love to know what the conversations are going on inside Apple as to how they decided to go about making these changes and who thought it was a good idea, who thought it was a bad idea, and and how they see it. Because in some ways, it's just not what I would expect from the Apple design department. It doesn't feel clean. And something I always expect from Apple is, you know, nice, well thought out, clean UIs and icons. So it'd be interesting to see how that progresses between now and, and the final release. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll talk about my experiences with the Xcode 12 beta 2. Time for a break. Break time over. All right. So Xcode 12 beta 2, let's talk about it. I've had mixed experiences with it. Um, it runs fine. And... Once it's up and running, you know, I've been very happy with it. In fact, I'll put it in the show notes. I've released a video recently of, you know, five things plus a bonus one, as I called it, of, you know, stuff that I really like in Xcode 12. So there's a lot to like in it. But on both releases of the betas now, I've had this same problem where if I go to the preferences and I add my developer account to the list of accounts, it'll crash. And... Once it starts crashing, it'll continuously keep crashing after that every time I try to run it. Eventually, through a mixture of sort of perseverance of trying to, you know, dodge this preferences window that opens up every time I open Xcode after that, um, you know, between that and doing a reboot, I eventually get back to where I can use Xcode. And once I can start using it again, um, it's great. I mean, I, I have to be honest. There's very few bugs in it for me. I feel like the bugs that I were was encountering with the simulator between the beta 1 and beta 2 have sort of gone away. Performance-wise, it feels good to me, you know. Um, I'm not going to spoil what's in the video. Like I say, you'll have to you'll have to watch the video for the things that I really like. But one of them, unsurprisingly, is the tabs, right? So I talk about that in the video. And the new tab system is something that I'll actually use. I never used the previous ones. I just didn't get on with that implementation at all. But Xcode 12 is got a lot of things in there that I feel really do address a lot of productivity for the developer, um, especially on things like the live canvases and the previews and that kind of stuff. 
the new documentation that everyone's raving about, I haven't really used it enough yet to comment on it, but anytime you can improve documentation, that's a good thing. So there's that in there as well. So, you know, the, the beta 2 is really working out well for me. I, I'm not using any of this beta stuff as a daily driver. I just think that's never a good idea. And that's also why I have my own external drive, so that if I have any problems at all, all I need to do is unplug this external drive, reboot the machine. It'll boot up with my internal drive and the production versions of the OS and Xcode, and I'm good to go again. So I don't suffer downtime. And that's an important thing. I think especially when you are, you know, professional developer every day, you, you really cannot suffer downtime. And it's one thing to be fixing your own bugs and everything else, but you really shouldn't be using beta software for any kind of serious production on a daily basis in your job or, or anything like that. If you've got to get work done, use the production versions. So I'm really excited about Xcode 12 and I'm, I'm looking forward to the final release. Uh, if it follows the normal pattern, then, you know, this podcast is uh, being recorded on July 18th. So there's every opportunity that probably the following week we may see new betas. We'll, we'll have to wait and find out. Every beta has felt good so far for me on Xcodes, which is much more surprising than the previous years where it's been very much hit or miss. It's kind of by tradition, beta 2s are never good, but for me, that's not been the experience. So that's where I'm at this week uh, with these. And I'm going to keep working with them on projects. It's, you know, it's really the only way to learn the new stuff with SwiftUI and everything else is to use the new tools where you can really embrace uh, those those features in the language. And um, if you think of SwiftUI as a language, I tend to think of SwiftUI as a language on top of Swift, which is probably inaccurate, but that, that's how I look at it. So that's it for this week. Um, like I say, you know, I, I did put a video out there. I also put another video out on Swift uh, type aliases for those of you who are not familiar with them. So, you know, if you go to compileswift.com forward slash videos, you'll see a couple of new videos at the top of the list there. Uh, feel free to check them out. Um, love to hear your feedback on them. You know, reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift. Uh, it's the same on Instagram, CompileSwift. And with that, I will talk to you next time.